this one's kind of late. <laughs> this one's kind of late. <laughs> this one's recorded on the same day. It's going to premiere. <laughs> and it is entirely my fault. I will take full accountability for that. Sorry, Strauss. <laughs> no, it's fine. This was bound to happen. Thank you for being willing to, to record this kind of last minute. <laughs> I, I believe I you, I believe you mean thank you for being a friend. That too. That too. Which one of us is Blanche? Um, I want to see. I'm Blanche. I think you're the Blanche here. You're you're the one. Yeah. You're, you're the one more likely to slander somebody. Yeah, you're um, you're Rose. I think. Which one was Rose again? Uh, she was the she was the little one, who like um, always let let the girls know when they were being sluts. Oh, Blanche's mom. Got it. Just yeah. Who was here? Yeah. But hey, how's it going, everybody? That's Strauss. I'm Hi. Sardo. Woo. We're the Skeleton Crew podcast. Yeah. And we're here today to talk about something we like. I. I had so much fun rewatching stuff for this. I hope you know. <laughs> I didn't need to rewatch stuff from this because my love is like a hurricane and it's like a truck. Berserker. Berserker. <laughs> Did you just say making fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, we are talking about it. Speaking of musical references, we are talking about Bill and Ted today. Excellent. Yeah, we're talking about... Sorry, we... Once again, due to scheduling, we weren't able to get a chance to watch more Cyberpunk. We'll, we'll try to do it this this coming week. We're, we're going to try to make it happen, so... This one was because the schedules just didn't line up. It happens. It's no one's fault, per se. Well, it's somebody's fault. It's not necessarily our fault. We're busy boys with with bustling social lives. Well, you are. <laughs> Well, I, I do have, in fairness, I couldn't do Saturday because I had game night. So, you know, fair. Actually, that's accurate. Yeah. I do stuff with pe- other people usually, sometimes, occasionally, other than Sardo. We hang out a lot. We do. I, this makes me happy, but we do hang out a lot. This needs to be known. Anyway, we, point we, is, we do. point is... Sardo is my Ted or Bill, depending on which one of us you think is Bill and which one of us you think is Ted. It's all up to you. Yeah, honestly, I feel like we're kind of interchangeable in those roles. <laughs> I feel, in fairness, in, in, according to the Twitters.com, uh, Bill is T-Boy swag. And I feel yeah. like... And, and, like, Alex Winter owns it and is very supportive of it. So I feel like, honorarily speaking, you get to be, t- be Bill. And, and his mom never called him an angel. <laughs> no. On the <laughs> so other Strauss- hand, I am the shorter one. So technically, I'm also the Bill. <laughs> I, I think it just, it changes depending on the day and who's holding the brain cell. I mean, we, we both uh, kind not, of... Not brain cell, like, quarter of a brain cell between these two. Uh, a, a very small crumb of a brain cell, yeah. but Strauss, I have to know what what made you put Bill and Ted on the list in the first place. This, this is not like a why did you do this? Like I'm just yeah, curious. Yeah, like yeah, what was no, the what I was the it. impetus? Well, okay. 
So, number one, I would say Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is a comfort movie. Yes. Of the highest order for anyone who's seen it. Unquestionably so. It is... It's not a perfect movie, obviously. But Mm -hmm. it's one of the rare, like... 80s comedies where the humor is because the characters are just obviously very dumb but good-natured boys. Like, you and I have seen a lot of 80s comedies over the years, and we could both say some of them have aged extremely well. Yes. Like, a movie we're probably going to have to talk about at some point, or at least rewatch, in general, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, fuck yeah. Which I feel like is in the same vein as this movie, of a movie that's very much about how the character's own weird quirkiness is kind of funny, and there's an inherent yeah, and, comedy to it. But there's, like, it's not in a mean-spirited way. Yeah, but, because, like, well... Sorry. I, I think both of us could... Because like, that mean-spiritedness is in a lot of other 80s comedies. Even the it's good true. ones. Like, yeah. Goonies is a little mean-spirited, not as bad. Yeah, there's there's bits though where it's like, oh yeah, like so now usually sometimes like with Goonies, like the mean spiritedness comes from the bully characters, mm-hmm. which makes it a little bit better. But then you get stuff like Sixteen Candles, where there's like a weird amount of racism in it. Mm-hmm. Also, that movie has like a shower scene because like back then we weren't afraid of tits. <laughs> But but it's like the 80s comedies, by and large, don't always age super well. But this is one of the ones that did. Yeah. With that said, speaking of John Hughes, because there's some other John Hughes movies that really did not age well. Ferris Bueller's oh. Day Off has aged well because it's about how awful Ferris Bueller is as a friend. Yeah. Ferris Which, Bueller's a sociopath. Well, you know, <laughs> in fact, it's the same vein where it's about the inheritedness of the character and like the comedy... <laughs> of that coming from that character instead of like yes when it's one of those things where it's like there's there's three types of 80s comedies there's the one where it's like this is about a character or a thing that's inherently funny there's the 80s comedies where it's like there's like a mean spiritedness dug underneath it from like weird aspects of american culture that's just like Oh, we're not like this anymore. Mm-hmm. And finally, there's the last one, which is it's made by Mel Brooks. <laughs> yes. Where it's like History of the World Part 1 is a goofy comedy with history jokes that I get. Yeah. It's the Inquisition. What a <laughs> show. But yeah, anyway, the point is Bill and Ted to me is like the last great 80s comedy before it starts really becoming the 90s. Like it's yeah, because right it's like from 1988 or 89. It's like right there, there, or it's even like 1990. So Goro Majima could have watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure oh, while yeah. he was <laughs> in charge of the Grand. Uh, maybe I'm gonna look up when the first one came out just to you know make sure I got this right. But like Bill and Ted works. Yeah, no, the the first movie's from 1989. Oh, okay. The second movie, Ted Bogus Journey, is from 1991. All right. Now, like, what makes the movie... And the reason why I want to talk... Because this has been on the list for a while, I should mention. This was not, like, a recent addition to the list where, like, oh, we had to talk about this. 
or you know something happened yeah we're like last week it was like no army of the doomstar came out we had to talk about it Mm -hmm. because this is not breaking news no this is not breaking news this has been on the list for a very long time but anyway bill and ted to me was like it's a comfort movie it's a feel-good movie it's it's a very delightful romp starring two not very smart boys (laughs) but well-meaning boys Kind boys, good boys, just not very intelligent. Very unintelligent. (laughs) So Bill and Ted is is the story of two young men. It's Bill S. Preston, uh, Esquire, and Ted Ted. Theodore Theodore Logan. Logan. Played by Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, respectively. A very young Keanu Reeves, a baby Keanu Reeves. Let's see, he was, uh, how old was he when this movie came out? He is currently supposedly 59 years old allegedly allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. years old and that came out and that movie was came out in 89 so that was over 30 years ago so he was in his 20s yeah but yeah it's and, uh but the, the the general premise is that they they are in a band called the Wild Stallions, spelled, spelled with a y. much sillier, <laughs> yes, with a Y, and they they want to make music. Yeah, and they're they're both doing kind of bad at grades, and the the big like conflict here is that Ted's father is threatening to send him away to military academy if he doesn't get it together with his history uh, grade. Yeah, because so, like, the thing is, as you learn, Bill and Ted are both not very intelligent guys. And no. I say not intelligent because like they don't know things, but they're very... They're, I wouldn't say that they're stupid, they are what's known in the modern parlance as himbos. Yeah, they they would they would classify at least some amount of himboism to yes. them. They're not as like built to be proper himbos, but like, like they're, they're the twunk version of himbos because they're not yeah, like they're they're not twinks. <laughs> they're they're like pretty standard issue young men. Yeah, like they're on a, they're not like super athlete, but like. They're the closest you're going to get to a himbo without actually working out. <laughs> yes. Which, I know that's like one-third of the himbo triangle. But they, their himboness is there. If they were, like, buff and muscular, they would be stereotypical himbos. Their their charm is what makes the present-day Voros twins also equally charming in the same way. Yes. But the thing is, so obviously you haven't seen the first movie. They're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And what happens is uh, a man named Rufus, played by the late George Carlin, comes from the future. God God rest his soul. Actually, no, not God rest his soul. May the sun rest his soul. Yes. (laughs) This is about, if you don't know that bit about the sun sun worshippers, then you don't know. (laughs) How did they lose? (laughs) It's right there. (laughs) They had they had an advantage and they still lost. <laughs> but yeah, he comes from the future from the year twenty six eighty eight. Actually, points there for them to put it so far in the future where it's still like a possibility type of thing. Yes, 
But in it, basically what happens is that they are told, you guys are going to create the song that unites the world and brings world peace. And, but you two got to stick together. And so, as a recourse, Rufus gives them a time machine where they go across time collecting various famous historical figures to get an A on their history report. <laughs> this is what this movie is about. And that, that should tell you how serious this movie is. Yes. Is that they do that. Now, I... Sardo, how much did you, like, reintegrate into your soul for this movie? So did you, like, watch the first movie? I'm assuming you watched the first movie. I did. I did rewatch the first movie. And isn't it delightful? It is. I think the reason, outside of, like, some 80s-ness that, like, creeps in because it was, like, the late 80s. Yeah. Outside of that, and it's very minute, like compared to something like 16 Candles or like Porky's or any of those other movies from like the 80s and 70s that have not aged well, it's like a small iota because they're too stupid (laughs) to be mean spirited. Yeah. So it's like they go around. Oh, no, you go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. It's they, yeah. They're they're basically going around through history, collecting random figures. Like they bring, they get Socrates in like one of the funniest moments. <laughs> they're like dust in the wind. Just quoting can the song by can dust in the wind by Kansas. And Socrates is like, oh my god, that's brilliant. But it's in Greek, so he's not. He doesn't speak English. Now, Strauss, I'm gonna stop you there because mm. you're getting it wrong. It's it's not Socrates, it's Socrates. <laughs> we we said they were stupid. We meant it. They called Beethoven Beethoven. <laughs> Beethoven. I tell you, I tell you the, the effect that this movie has had on my on my language proficiency. <laughs> it's lowered it. Oh, has it lowered it? Oh, it's but yeah, they collect a whole bunch of people. They collect like Jonah, Joan of Arc, Genghis Khan, Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. uh, Beethoven, Socrates, Billy the Kid. Yes. Uh, anyone, oh, There's well, like and Napoleon. Yeah. And Napoleon. Oh, that led to one of my favorite jokes. Uh, the the channel. Um, uh, what's it called? Oh my god. Um, History buffs. Yes. When he did the episode on on Waterloo and it and he looks through it and it's Bill and Ted. <laughs> it's like I ha- he's like, I had to do it. It's right there. This is the one time I need to make this joke. <laughs> it's necessary. It's necessary. But yeah, so basically they collect all these people and a couple of princesses that they they will be important later, don't worry babes <laughs> they're babes and they take him to the future and to pass this thing and shenanigans ensue they collect all of them up in the end and at the last minute save their life and their careers well their future careers and it all goes well yeah. and it's just like oh it's it, like really the reason why and really it's like i guess the way what i'm trying to say is it's a very fun like silly movie that it, it's joyful 
It is. It's that's a good word for it. Joyful. It's like there's no point where you go. There's no irony. There's no moment of like. Isn't isn't this dumb? We know how stupid this is. Wink at the camera. <laughs> there's none of that. There's no like like weird like eighties cynicism. Like Ghostbusters is a very cynical movie. Extremely so. And it's good for it, mind you. But it's yeah. a very cynical movie in the grand scheme of things. This movie has it doesn't have a drop of cynicism in it. it. It's like Bill and Ted is a very sweet movie in its way. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like a, a lot of it, I think, goes to the credit of the two main characters who just have the most, like, endearing friendship. Yeah, like, the difference between, like, that and something like The Breakfast Club... Where it's like, it's about them becoming friends. These two are clearly going to be friends for life. Yes. Like, the whole point of the first movie is to make sure that they stick together. Yeah. To save a utopian future built on awesome music. Where everyone is follows the ultimate rule of Bill and Ted. Be excellent to each other. Words to live by. And true, truly. On, dudes. And and I I don't know how clear I can make it that when when I talk about these things about this movie, I am being a thousand percent sincere when I say all this. I I, I talk about Bill and Ted with nary a drop of irony in my blood. I don't think you can. Like, I love this movie. <laughs> I feel like Bill and Ted's excellent adventure cannot like if if you like it, there's no irony to it. No. Because everything about the movie is shockingly sincere. Yeah. Because it's, it's... There's none of that, like, wink to the camera. There's no, like, isn't this silly? As we said, there's no moment where it's like, there's not a... There's not there's not an ounce of irony in this movie at all. No, it's it's all very... It, it wears its heart on its sleeve, and it's so much better for it. Absolutely. Of course, this would spawn comic books because it was a, it of was course. a su successful movie, mm -hmm. and it also spawned a TV series, which I don't believe stars either guy in it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I I watched a bit of the TV series for this. It's it's there's ten episodes up on YouTube for free. Go watch them if you want to. It's you don't have to. You really don't have to. It's it's, not... it's a pretty bog standard kind of early 90s cartoon. <laughs> it's not bad. But... Oh, wait, actually, it says here that they were played by the original people. Never mind. Well, mm -hmm. you know, they, they, everyone was back for it. Yeah. But basically, the point is, it's not... It's okay. It does have one of our it, favorite jokes, though. Bill? What's the yeah, color Ted. of an orange? <laughs> it's the same color as... As it's called... Called Ted? 
like a lemon. <laughs> Which is just so goofy. <laughs> it's just absurd. And and there's like Okay, and and this is this is a little bit of a silly sappy thing, but when I was rewatching the movie for this, yeah. Um there's because the, there is this re recurring thing throughout the movie where like Bill and Ted will unintentionally reference a, a famous band or a famous song and they will like excitedly look at each other and like do the air guitar and like the the little like guitar sting plays and I I couldn't help but think that it's like that's something that me and Strauss kind of do. Well yeah, like because, a little like, bit. Yeah, no, it's like the thing is though like what makes it work is the fact that like you feel like this feels like a genuine friendship yes like this isn't like oh these people there, there's no moment where you're like will this friendship last it's like no these two are going to be friends until they're dead <laughs> and and i think another thing about about it that makes it work is that okay bill and ted are silly boys they are not burdened with immense intelligence but you never, I think, feel like you're laughing at them in the movie. Like, no. they, they do silly stuff, but it's never you're, like, you're laughing God, at their these guys antics. are idiots. You're not laughing at yeah. them. You're laughing at, like, the si at the situations that they cause to them and themselves. <laughs> like, I think the best way to put it is... They cause weird things to happen to themselves. Yeah. Which is different. But, you know, even when they're doing all this stuff, you, you do still kind of get that sense of like, yeah, dude, rock on. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard not to love them. They are inherently lovable boys. And, I mean, it's, it's Keanu Reeves. He's... The, the, that man was like... Has always been lovable. <laughs> yeah. I, I like I this this might be a little harsh to say. I don't think Keanu Reeves is the best actor in the world. I, I I don't think his acting itself is especially great, but he does this so well and he is just so gosh darn likable that it doesn't really matter. <laughs> there are certain things he's fantastic at. Yeah. And it's legit. And this is one of them. With that said, we should talk about the fact that this movie actually got a sequel. Yes, indeed it did. Bill, I would say the vastly underrated Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I'm. We are on the same page with this. I am so glad you feel the same way. I love bogus journey. Because first things first, the plot of bogus journey is that a man named Chuck De Nomalus. Mm-hmm. Is like, I'm sick of this utopia bullshit. I'm going to go back in time, kill Bill and Ted, replace them with robot doubles, and make a future based on my own ideals. And the fun fact is Bill and Ted actually do straight up die in this movie. <laughs> they absolutely die. And they meet the Grim Reaper. And they're like, oh, this is bogus. And they bargain with the Reaper. And in a in a case of like proving that these guys aren't totally incompetent, they beat the Reaper in every possible game they challenge him to. You sunk my battleship. And they also give him a wedgie at one point, which is 
pretty they, great. They Melvin him. They Melvin him. They Melvin. They Melvin the Grim Reaper. Uh, we need to talk William Sat- Sadler, Sadler as uh, Death because he's absolutely hilarious in this movie. Oh, he's wonderful. Huh? Uh, for those who don't know who that is, he's in Die Hard Two as Colonel William Stewart. Um, looking at what else he's done. Uh, he's in the Sage State Redemption as Haywood. Uh, he's in Rocket Man as Bill Wild Bill Overbeck. Uh, let's see what else he's done that I recognize. Uh, the point is, he's very funny in this movie. He's extremely funny. He does a great job. He's he does a nice job of like balancing the the threat of menace with you know being kind of clowned on by the main characters it what makes him work and i think you're going to agree with me when i say it is that it works as a character yes where it's like you could tell oh yeah he was on St. Elsewhere's. that's what he's supposed to for mr oppenheimer on St. Elsewhere's. anyway point is is in a lot of TV. Uh, the point is, he's a character that works because it's like, there's obviously a menace to him, but because it's a Bill and Ted movie, he kind of loses it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ugh, I have to deal with these idiots. And the best part is, they, like, go to hell, beat, they, like, Bill and Ted go to hell for a minute, then they go to heaven where they beat God. <laughs> And the best joke in the movie is, like, the greatest minds in the universe. And it's like, oh, we're going to be the smartest people who ever lived. And surprise, surprise, it's, like, two weird... It's this weird creature named Station. Mm-hmm. Because... And the joke is, what, you thought the two mo- most intelligent... Be- the most intelligent being in the universe was human? <laughs> Which is hilarious. It is. Because of course they're not. Dumb, but it's it's a really good movie overall. I think people kind of poo pooed it because it was a sequel to a very beloved classic. But I think it does good. It's definitely one of those movies where I feel like at the time people just didn't get it. Yeah. Like, I know some people really like... It was one of those movies that people either really liked or really hated. Like, Roger Ebert really liked it. Gave it three out of four stars. Like, that's a good I movie right no there. Idea. About that. And, like, because it's kind of a lot... It's a bit more surreal. Yeah, it it, it pushes the boundaries a little more than the first one does. It, it, it's like, in the first movie is like i will say it's, i don't think it's as good as the first movie but that's because like the first no. movie is kind of like perfect in its own weird little way yeah it's it's so good it's kind of hard to measure up fully to that it's one of those things where you, you were never gonna like be able to recreate bill and ted's excellent adventure and they didn't really go for that which i think was the smart move because mm-hmm. it's like it's like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but it's a lot weirder. It got it gets weirder. Everything about it's way weirder. And eventually, they do manage to recover in time to create the Battle of the Bands. 
<laughs> because that's what that's the inciting incident this time is that they have to win the battle of the bands. It's very important. Yeah, it's very important. It's, it's important for the formation of the band, Wild Stallion. And then much, much further down the road. Oh, also we, we should uh, talk about because there's a very funny cameo in this movie. Mm-hmm. Primus is in this movie. <laughs> That's right. Primus is performing their song Tommy the Cat, which is so weird. And that's fucking amazing. I forgot that. I need I need to rewatch the second one. <laughs> yeah. But Bogus Journey is a good movie. If you haven't seen it in a while, you'll probably like it a lot more. Mhm. And after that, the film the series was on ice. Just because well it it, it felt done. Or yeah. so we thought. But so we thought. So I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about Face the Music? I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. It's like, it's, I think the best, I think Face the Music is a great place to end the movie on. I, I think it's kind of the natural conclusion. <laughs> because like, we learn what the song really was that united humanity. It wasn't how good the song was. Yeah. It was that we all played it together. Exactly. And I think that's great. Also, I love the fact that Bill and Ted named their daughters after each other. Like, that's adorable. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and there is, I do remember, like, the scene where they're in marriage counseling with their wives, and, and they both show up for it, and it's like, you know, Elizabeth, we love you. <laughs> it's like, okay, now, Ted, say that, but but replace we with I. Which they yeah, do. I <laughs> I love you, and so so does Bill. Because <laughs> we have to understand, like, their stupidity. Basically, the point is they're both dumb boys in a way that makes sense. Yeah. But what's great about all of this is that, like, while they're, they're trying to, like, write the song to unite humanity because it's coming up, and they're getting old, and it's like... It, they didn't wash out, per se, as they just got old and kind of retired... And also, Kristen Schaal is the daughter of Rufus, because sadly, George Carlin is uh, no longer with us. was no longer with us by the time the movie came out. He died a while before this movie. He died in, like, 12 years before this movie came out. <laughs> oh, man. But George Carlin's character's daughter, Kelly, is here to save the future. <laughs> Yay! And in the end, it all it all works out. It all works out. The movie, I I would say this movie like is in the more closer in the vein of uh, uh, Bill and of like Bogus Journey. Yes, where it's a lot more weird and strange, but like in a good way. It's it's not afraid to get out there and kind of like explore some weird concepts. Also, it's like a lot of excuse to put an aging Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves into weird makeup. And I'm here for that. Yes. Uh, like they had to put on like muscle suits and old man makeup. <laughs> Cause it's like, you've, you've, you've got to kind of work to make Keanu Reeves look old. <laughs> He did his damnedest for this movie. 
He he did. He did. It's like, you can, oh, that's what... It, it, like, he shaved his beard off, and you could tell he gained a bit of weight for the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he made, like, he was clearly off the diet for a bit that he's been on for John Wick. Yes. Which I hope I, he got to go ham when he got off his diet. I, I hope he got to eat, like, all the good food. I hope so, because... Like, not not to say anything bad about either man, because they look great for their age. Because they're both, like, almost 16 and they look fantastic. Yeah. But it's like... The, the way I put it is that... They are both, like, very... Interesting people. Yes. And, but, like, Bill and Ted... Like, they both are great in it like they're they're clearly you could tell both of them are having such a blast playing these characters again for the first time in ages they're like it's very sweet it, it, it that's the, i think that's the best way to sum up face the music it's a very sweet yeah. movie it's like and go say it sorry no. i i think that's the the over overriding thing that unifies all three movies is that it never really loses its sweetness, even as it kind of goes into some, like, different ideas. Like, by and large, it's just... It's nice. It's a nice movie. <laughs> they're, they're all nice. And I like that about it. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things where it's like, both guys... I think they, they, they both understood that like these characters are kind mm -hmm. and they're both kind of dumb and they're best friends forever as this movie proves that no matter which future happens to them they will always be friends <laughs> I love that. It's like, even when they're old and dying in, like, hospital beds and hospice care, they're, like, still right next to each other, best friends forever. I think that's so sweet. I... Okay, I, I'll admit, Bill and Ted makes me a tiny bit emotional. No, that I think that's understandable. Because it's like, they understood that, like, it's about being friends and being excellent to each other. It's true. But overall, I'm really glad I got to go back to Bill and Ted for a bit. It was really nice rewatching the first movie. I'm definitely going to go see the second again now that I got, like, got oh, it on the absolutely. brain. Absolutely. Like, it's, it's a good movie. Face of Music is a solid movie. It is the worst of the three, but like, that doesn't matter. I mean, comparing it to, like, something as iconic as the first Bill and Ted, it's it's hard to measure up. Huh? I feel like the best part is that their daughters are also incredible. They're just exactly like their fathers. Yes. <laughs> Where they're also just like, oh, they're all this. It's genetic. <laughs> this is just how they are. <laughs> this is just what they are. But it's it's a beautiful thing. If you, for some reason, haven't seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure yet, please go watch it. It 
it holds up really, really well for an 80s movie. There's not a whole lot in it that's going to make you go like, uh, product of its time. Yeah, I mean, there's like it's, one thing, but it's like, it's very brief and it only comes up like once. You're probably going to miss it too. It, it goes by super fast. Yeah, but but overall, like, a very good movie. <laughs> yeah. First movie is X is excellent. <laughs> Second movie is not as good, but still really good. And then the third, the third is for people who I think have established themselves as Bill and Ted fans. And it's, it's if a you, nice... I think the best way to put the third movie is if you like the first movie and the second movie, you're going to like the third. Yes. Which is what we did. <laughs> so, I mean, give the first one a try. And if, if that clicks with you, give the other two a try. Yeah, and I think, really, it, it just kind of goes to show that, like, sometimes you could just have a, a movie where everyone, where the underlying theme is being excellent to each other. Yeah. And saving the world via good music and uh, saving the people who saved the world via good music with time machines. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, Strauss, cheers, because this was an excellent, uh, excellent topic for this. Oh, <laughs> I can't stop saying excellent. Oh, yeah, but also we'll, we'll change your vocabulary a little bit for, like, the next two weeks. I, it, it is completely fucked up how I say Socrates. I believe you mean Socrates? Socrates. <laughs> yeah, I did it to you! Ha-ha! <laughs> But yeah, no, I would definitely say like it's an excellent they are movies that are they are comforting. They are mm -hmm. fun and they're worth watching. Like they are goofy little movies that don't pertain to be anything more than what they are. So no, there's no pretentiousness, there's no irony, there's no air of being amazing. It's just about having a good time. And that matters. It does. It don't it do matter. It do it matter. Do. It do. It do. It do. Oh god. But uh also in turn like it helped launch the career of Keanu Reeves, which is also really good. Always a wonderful thing. Yeah. It sadly didn't do as much for Alex Winter. Just just didn't end up having which is a shame really. Yeah. Cause he's, he, he's a good actor. He is. Like, you, you look up at the amount of movies he's in, you're like, he, he did The Lost Boys. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the Lost Boys, a, another classic. And then it's just like, you go look through the rest of his stuff, it's like, huh, how did this, not, how did this guy not have, like, more of a career afterwards? Seriously. And from from what I've seen of him... Just a very pleasant dude in general. <laughs> yeah. This, it's just kind of weird that he never had, like, that big of a career. Yeah. It, it's more of, like, he is in the Blue's Clues movie. He is. That's right. That, that's, that's wonderful. 
It's just one of those weird things where it's just like, huh. It's odd that he never got more of a career out of it. Oh, definitely. No, he just show up in a bunch of random stuff all over the all over the place. <laughs> As like both an actor, a director, just kind of did a little bit, all a bunch of stuff, including uh, uh, the music video for Higher Ground, Knock Me Down, oh, that's right. and Taste the Pain yeah. for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. He uh, directed Who's the Who's the Mac by Ice Cube. Oh, that's fun. He directed a few music videos. That's cool. I did. I didn't know that he had like a kind of a music video career too. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, he, I'm just looking at the stuff that he's done. He, he's been all over the place, like both directing and writing. You know, he never got the chance to be the like the guy. That Keanu Reeves did, yeah. but he made the most of it. And he was good. He's very good. He's good. He's good. Joker. <laughs> uh, we're just doing this after our stream, so I'm sorry. That voice is like full on back after several days of not doing it. So we're like, it's time. It's just, it's... The Morgana voice is just there. It lives within me. <laughs> it will never leave my system. Ever. But the, that was Bill and Ted. Yeah. Bill and, and Ted. It's excellent. Very excellent. Oh yeah, I forgot that Sigmund Freud's in the first movie. <laughs> with his, That's right. With his weird psychoanalyzing of, te of Ted. And he goes, Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, but I, I on, he was sorry. There. No. Anyway. On that note, um yes. bring in bring in that bit to the close. I, I guess it's time for the, the other segment of our podcast. Oh. Strauss, what the hell are you watching? Or reading? I don't know. Well, I, I just got finished with the book Wrath Goddess Sing. Huh. Good book. Not really what I wanted. As I, I discovered that I'm tired of like reimagined Greek myth. Yeah. I, I realized when I like when I started re li listening to it, I'm like, oh, this is th this this book is interesting. It's dense. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, I'm just I'm like, am I sick of just this concept of just, just... reimagining Greek myth? And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. It is been trod and retrod many a time <laughs> yeah as i said earlier in my book club literally earlier today was you know it's the thing that's been happening all my life slash for thousands of years <laughs> uh, but yeah no good book i i would i would recommend angry trans femme achilles <laughs> hell yeah good for her no, it, it's good, but it's also like it also got kind of weird in places. Mm. <laughs> it got super weird. It, 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 get, it got kind of weird and esoteric towards the end. Where, where, I see. They they fight gods on the moon at the very end. It is very weird. <laughs> I'm like, this is not how I expected this to go down. That 
that's a bit of an unexpected direction. Yeah, a bit of a weird, weird place to end it, but okay. Go off, I guess. Yeah. But there was that. It, it was good. I, I'm almost done with Armored Core 6. Mm-hmm. Been loving How it. How is that? Um, apparently, right. uh, the internet's now upset after being obsessed with Boulder's Gate. It's now being obsessed with being a lot of lobotomized dog killing machine. All right. It's a bit weird, but I like it. I mean, from what little I've seen of it, it looks like a lot of fun. I know you did show me a little bit of it, and yeah. it looks super cool. Oh, no, it is fun and super cool. It's just that the story part is super, is like, it is very weird, <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah. Like, I, just the way it starts up, it's like, it's a bunch of corpse on a planet, and the government's trying to stop them. They're trying to stop the government, and the people who live there are trying to kick them out. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. We love robots. We do. We love the robots. But anyway, uh, Sardo, what the hell have you been watching, reading, or experiencing? Oh. Well, uh, as I did mention, I watched Bill and Ted again. And other than that, uh, (laughs) reading-wise, excellent. We just started the whole whole podcast over. (laughs) Stuck in a time loop, shit. Oh no, it's Looper. (laughs) But reading-wise, I've been rereading House of Leaves, which has been interesting. That's an intense book to be reading. It's 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 really difficult to explain how I feel about it because like the first time I ever read House of Leaves, I was in high school and I was spending a lot of my summer at the time at a good friend's house and her her house her dad had had this like professionally built according to customizations it was a weird house just the it was it was the right place to read the book at that particular time Mm. because the the building itself was already kind of fucky wucky okay and it, it it really added to the atmosphere but it's 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 so far um interesting i've i'm always a big fan of like the kind of pseudo found footage lost media genre of horror and i think this is definitely one of those things Mm. um the other thing i'm reading right now is uh the manga series shikimori's not just a cutie where basically the premise is the main character's a loser he's got terrible luck but his girlfriend is not only adorable but she is badass and she protects him from harm and everybody is madly in love with her because she is so cool. And it's cute. I like it a lot. It's oh. it's a good little read. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things I've been reading, uh, Spy Family's back. So I have, I have to read today's chapter. Oh, yeah. M- M- I need to get the, caught up on Spy Family, the one time where everyone agrees that the straight, the straight couple should exist and needs <laughs> to happen faster. It's it's a very cute straight couple, and I support them. They're 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 so lovely. You know, I I don't know if I agree with their lifestyle, but I I suppose I can support. Them. <laughs> I, just, I just wish they weren't so in your face about it. <laughs> Sorry, it's uh, late, and uh, I'm getting loopy. 
Uh, no, I just like that. Like, there's so many the least in your face couple being in your face about it. The only time they're ever in your face about it is when they have to make people think that it's very in your face about it. The the wrong couple for that joke, which is what makes it good. Is that fair? But yeah. I oh yeah. I and I, I love Spy Family. I'm really excited that it's getting an update, so yeah. <laughs> and I was on hiatus for a bit to give Endo a break. Hell yeah. And and we we here at the Skeleton Crew podcast support manga artists going on breaks. <laughs> yeah. Because Oda had to be forced on vacation. Jesus Christ. Because he's a workaholic and that's not healthy. Yeah. It's not healthy. You're good. You're good. You need to have your rest. But, you know, overall some some good stuff lately that that I've been reading. I've I've it's been an interesting time going back and forth between those two things. So yeah, no, yeah. Talk about like an absolute difference between what you like and what it's like. Oh, here's a cute little series that's cute and adorable, and here's the other series that is like I'm deeply emotionally scarred for the rest of my life. I don't know what the hell's going on. There's footnotes everywhere. <laughs> that's my that's my one gripe with House of Leaves is that there are so many goddamn footnotes. Hmm. It's just like okay, all right, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And I think that is about it for this episode maybe uh, maybe a little shorter than usual a but... bit of a short episode it, it, because we kind of had to do this last minute we, we had hard we... today this is this is fresh off a stream yeah we, we just I, I we literally just got off of like four hours of like persona ing and we're just like oh god we're sweaty i'm so sweaty right now i went to the bathroom looked at myself as well i i, I got up Went to the bathroom afterwards. Looked at something. I'm like, oh god, I'm sweating like a stuck pig. <laughs> I was like, ah, damn, I'm moist. You're, you're soggy like like a Dynasty Warriors nine character. <laughs> I like it. I uh, God, I gotta make a flash dance reference off of that tweet, and I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> As you should. Be. No, the you know what the best part about that tweet is. I should tell you the process of how that tweet was made. The flash uh -huh. dance part was actually the part that came first. But okay. I preface the part I prefaced it with was the setup for the joke. Mm -hmm. I thought you liked flash dance. <laughs> you you know me so well, Strauss. That's my favorite movie. Everybody knows my favorite movie is Flash Dance. Totally. What is your favorite movie? Oh damn, that's a good question. It's okay. If you don't have an answer right now. You get to say I don't know. I I'll, I'll accept it as an answer. I, I do think that Jordan Peele's, like, three forays into horror are some of my favorite. Probably Nope as number one. Oh, yeah, that's, that's totally fine by me. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. I love that movie. It's a classic. So, I don't know. <laughs> okay, the, that's those are my favorites. That's a future podcast episode, The Thing. My yes! Favorite, my favorite thing about The Thing is that the movie is entirely spoiled if you know Norwegian. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's like if you, if you know Norwegian, the entire movie is spoiled immediately. My other favorite tidbit is that the dog in in the that movie, the the actual dog playing the dog. Yes. 
um, was apparently a really bad actor and really not very good at his job. <laughs> I, I think that's like one of my favorite like kind of movie tidbits is like about the animal actors like did you know in the movie version of Cujo uh, the, the the main dog that was playing the, the title character they had to tie his tail down because he kept wagging his tail during scenes because he was just so happy oh yeah it's like they, they had to be a stunt tail they needed a stunt tail but I just, I, I think that's delightful. It's like these scenes where, like, this, this St. Bernard is, like, mauling people. It's like, I'm just so happy to see you guys. Hello, everybody. <laughs> but, yeah, Aww. no. Definitely, we're going to have to talk about the thing. But first, we promise this coming week is go we're going to try to get the Cyberpunk Edge Runners done. Yes. Sardo needs to be scarred for life again by another thing that make I make us watch. Because apparently... Sario makes us watch really weird, dumb things that aren't good, and I make us watch things that hurt us. <laughs> that's how this you, relationship works. You traumatize us, and that's yeah. fine. We cried it. Like, I want people to understand, once again, because I know not everyone listened to our Hey K Story episodes, especially not the finale. That's okay, it's a little bit niche. It's, it's a little, little bit niche, niche, but you know, you, sh you should listen to that. We're very proud of those episodes. Put a lot of work into it. We put a lot of work. Uh, a, a lot of emotional labor of crying. We legit actually cried. This actually happened. I, I cried. I remember what you, you said. You cried too. I No, I fully admit that I cried. I, I admit that I cried more the second time I've watched it than I did the first time. Mm -hmm. No, my favorite part was it was you talking well, before we got started recording. I was, like, I was like, wow, I've heard you cry. It's like you were shocked. I was just like, yeah, I was crying. I cried all the time. I it wasn't cried. defensive. I'm like, yeah, I'm crying. What are did you? No, no, you were you were very straightforward about that. Yeah, I was very straightforward, but it's still really funny to be like, wait, are are you crying? You're like, wow, wow. Look at us. It, it was the meme of look at us. Look at us. But we're in, like, sob gross sobbing territory. Look at us. <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, I, 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 I'm going to say we're going to promise to try to get it out this week. I think we're not going to be as busy this week, I hope. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, definitely. We'll, 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 we're going to shoot for it because, like, hey, we should. Because last time we watched something for an episode was Army of the Doomstar. That was great. <laughs> That was great. Go listen to that episode. We're very happy with it. And it, it has since has poisoned our minds with more Metalocalypse clips. Which was what we're probably going to do with the moment we're done. Is watch at least one. Probably so. But anyway, folks, thank you all for listening to us talk and ramble about a good movie. Yeah. And, well, not a good movie. Movies. Yes. And just it's remember, everyone, movie. we're just dust in the wind. Uh, but yes, that's Sardo. You can follow him at uh, at Autopsy Garlands, mm -hmm. and you can also follow him at Marky Palio for the art account. Not updated as often, but still updated. You can commission him. You 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 can commission me. That is the thing you can do. Walk walk into his DMs and be like, "Hey, I want some art," and you'll be like, "You got it." 
Send me that image of uh, Markiplier photoshopped onto um, the the guy from the first Spider-Man movie. Like I'm gonna commission you. I that that'll be. I love seeing that image. Yeah, exactly. You could do that. Also, in turn, you mm-hmm. can follow him at Uncle Death now on Blue Sky. Yes. You're on Blue Sky. You're in the Blue Sky. I'm on the Blue Sky. I'm Mr. Blue Sky, Joker. <laughs> uh, and also, in turn, you can follow me at All My Strauss on Twitter, Blue Sky, Tumblr. I don't really use it. It's not really worth it. And also, in turn, uh, your Uncle Death on Twitch, and I, you're going to be this after this evening. Yes. Where you're going to be tr- doing the draws, where you can get art there, too. So come by. I'm going to be there. Drinking. Yes, it'll be fun. Where I, which is, you're going to notice towards the end when I start stop talking as much because I the alcohol starts hitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happens every week, and it's like, the alcohol has hit me. Help me, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> and also you can you can also see us again on uh tuesday thursday and sunday night where we are going to be playing persona 5 royal mm-hmm. we're almost done yes we're, almost we're very close to the doneness <laughs> it's wild it is very wild it, it's the wild also i've been listening to a lot of mariachi music again <laughs> It happens every so often. It's like the call. It calls me, Sardo. <laughs> it, it beckons to you. <laughs> it beckons to me, but in Spanish. I volver, volver, volver. But anyway, folks, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. With more, Good night, everybody. More whatever this is. Goodbye. Yes.